Disney Channel kids at the time who were like the same assholes who like wouldn't stop singing the Bible songs from the VeggieTales. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. Disney started uh, guitar like a boy band, and then they bought Church of God Town. Then they bought Bowling for Soup. Like they straight up just purchased their likeness rights and everything. Uh. That's why their stuff is in everything. Like Disney related mm-hmm. as well. That's why there's like a Disney album of Bowling for Soup Disney covers because they just know that. they bought them because they had like the cleanest of images of all the pop punk bands. Started Good Charlotte, mm-hmm. and then that and that's why that's what was like half of the Disney Channel on the radio. Ah, uh, hmm. industry plants, all of them. Yeah, Th- them and the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get why people still think that bands like important or interesting uh, i mean they're a real good stand user i i i have a weird soft spot for the sex pistols just because like most of my family is from britain and because i didn't have a lot of access to the internet until like later in the 2000s like there was a handful of like painfully british bands that i just clung to because that was like my main cultural like touchstone for like six years so i'm like yeah, I, I unironically, like, yeah, I'll listen to, like, Holiday in the Sun and a few other things, but, like, John Lydon go fuck himself. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i not saying I didn't like them at some point. They still have some songs I like. I think the unreleased demo that leaked, like, in the mid-2000s mm-hmm. is, like, way better versions of all their other songs. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, I just don't know why people are now, like, Hulu's gonna put out a biography TV series. Like, right. no one gives a shit. Anything the Sex Pistols did is, like, what cutesy pop bands do now. It's like, no one gives a shit. Oh, they said fuck? I bet Billie Eilish said fuck twice today. Like... <laughs> I bet Billie Eilish said fuck twice today. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It's just one of those bands that, like, to me, contextually, it's just, one, like, for old white dudes to be mm. like, I don't understand... Why people can't do punk music where you can understand the lyrics. Well, there's... I know there's been this kind of, like, pop culture resurgence of the the 70s bands, like, right before, like, the 70s, like, punk movement. So, like, Rolling Stones and got, like, really popular with Zoomers in ways where I'm like, do you guys realize how many of those people that you're listening to and super excited about were, like, child molesters at the time? Like, fucking chill my dudes i've given and... up on that argument though i i won't i won't start it but like yeah just a, every time i just like because the same people i know who get on that shit are like but david bowie and yeah. then everyone like it's different with bowie i'm like no it isn't it's like you can be a bad person and make interesting art and both those things can be acknowledged yeah. It's just, I, I think idolizing artists as some sort of deified, like, beacon of creation and a font of new ideas is a fucking dumbass idea and don't ever do that. Yeah. That's where I normally am like, hey, you know these were, like, people that had problems, right? Like, they're, t- t- stop making them sound cooler than they are. <laughs> no, they're And now cool. I feel like a lot of corporate people saw that and saw how much money they were making in reprinting old Zeppelin and Rolling Stones and all that shit again. And they're just like, well... We do have the licensing for like the Sex Pistols and a couple of, and like Ramon shit and some other bands that are like from that era. Uh, and, you know, it's just old enough to be like nostalgic that we can get away with doing a whole new crop of biopics and Netflix series and da 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 da. 
So I think that's gonna that's what's happening. But unfortunately, and then there's whoever's funding Machine Gun Kelly and shit like that. But the unfortunate thing is they picked a subgenre that inherently doesn't <coughs> work well with that kind of thought. So it's very funny. <laughs> It's like, nah, I'm going to go into a dirty basement with somebody's, like, cute dog and listen to people play three chords badly. <laughs> That's you. a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. Uh, but, you know, we're we're assholes, yeah. so. Yeah. But speaking of going into someone's basement, this is Blank Body. It's a Vampire <laughs> the Masquerade V5 no! podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Hunter. And as always, I'm joined by... I don't have a basement, so there's nobody in there. I'm John. I, I am Sarah. And we're joined, as always, by Lorebot. James. Also, the basement sounds way too close to the closet, and this is gay month. We do not hide here. His we, fan says, yes, queen. Yes. That, that, that's his first fan. So He's very happy about the I'm, I'm a corporate bot. It is gay month. I have changed my color palette. It's, merchandising. It's required. So much merchandising. Yeah, go buy your blank bodies, rainbow... We kind of already have a rainbow, so you know. Yeah. We kind of, yeah, but we also don't have anything to buy, so I probably wouldn't do that because now that's just giving them false hope. If you Google, you if you you type in the right code, you can find the blank bodies a romantic pride flag merch. (laughs) Only the a romantic though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel bad because every time I see that word, I read it as aromatic. Oh no. I'm like, wait, your sexuality is smelly? Mm-hmm. I mean, depending. Sometimes. You've known a few people. I've. You've uh, oh, I was yeah. going to say, there's, there's a few like perfumes and colognes that I'm just like, you know what? I can get horny to this. That's fine. Same. Yeah. Biologicals disgust me every once in a while. Look, you. we had to get you an analog fan to go along with your mechanical fan because you're just worrying too much. Because you keep sticking stuff inside me. Yeah, it's Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> Why did all of us have the same response? (laughs) And pride doesn't mean consent. It's true. Look, you won't tell me if you're a top or a bottom, so we're just going to keep trying to figure it out. There was a manual. If you keep this up, we're going to replace you with one of Elon Musk's sex cat robots. No. No, the fuck you're not. No, no, we're not going to do that. Those are plants. Because the Elon Musk sex cat robots we know have shoddily made batteries so the second you turn that bitch on it is gonna ex- fucking explode mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the c4 i put in it i promise it'll be the battery <laughs> yeah yes. you don't have to do anything to like uh you know uh, to weaponize the word. It. yeah you don't have to weaponize the cat it is already faultily put together because you know capitalism which bum, is a bum, cult bum, bum. which is the second part of this episode hello <laughs> We're still talking about cults. We are. Ha-da. So first part, we talked about uh, real-life cults and how they uh, process people to be indoctrinated and all of that. And hopefully people got some good safety info on how to not be put into a cult. Because, you know, the internet, it's a dangerous place. If I find out any of you are in a cult, I'm going to be so fucking disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But now we're going to uh, weaponize the cult and information that we have given you for fun, for tabletop games. Yes. Because we have cults in Vampire the Masquerade. Many. Many, many cults. Many, many cults. So Enough uh, cults that we are not going to talk about even close to all of them. No, there are so many, like, in the uh, cults of the Blood Gods, there's so many that we're just like, ah. So John and I decided we're going to highlight four cults that uh, have some major meta plot 
implications and or cover more than one specific thing in hopes of, you know, adding adding layers of intrigue and uh, spooky goth bullshit into your games. Because World of Darkness literally cannot have enough spooky goth bullshit in it. No, never enough. No. No, no, no. 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 We just... <laughs> We need more goth juice. <laughs> we need more goth Jews? juice. Juice, juice. Honestly, I I am here for the goth Jewish community. That mm-hmm. I am we here for that. Them. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, Hasidics are already like pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, they commit to the bit, just being like, it's like 100 degrees in New York, and they're still wearing those they're fucking killing hats. it. I like, love Bruh. it. So, if you are interested in adding more uh, cults and uh, intrigue into your game, Cults of the Blood God, along with all of the splat books that were added on because of stretch goals, because it was a Kickstarter project. There's quite a few of there them. There are so many things. Uh, each cult will come with a description of how the cult operates, as well as the cachet of rituals, coterie types, discipline powers, merits that are available to members of the cult. Fun things you can add if you just ask your fucking ST. Just saying. Bunch yeah. of shit. Yeah. There's so much shit. Uh, Talk to your ST about it. Yes. Because they are Talk, weird. They are. They're, they're, they're wanting you to help write the story. Also, we're not going to read these books verbatim. You're an adult. Buy them yeah. if mm-hmm. you want it. Yeah, this is an eight-hour episode. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Fuck that. Uh, but we are going to cover a little selection and talking about beliefs and how the implied meta plot and things work with the cults that we are covering. So the first one is... Should we touch on that note there? Oh, hold on. Which note? Um, because we are still talking about cults, specifically vampire ones, we should be letting you know that we're going to be discussing a lot of things about abuse, indoctrination. Um, theology. The- yeah, theology in the text of cults, both real and imagined. Um, if you're not in a headspace for this... That's totally cool. Uh, just skip this one. Come back later. Yeah. Nobody you know? judges you. Right. Like, right. It's okay. Go listen to our Venture episode again, and you can pretty much just hear about another cult. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you have been forewarned. So, our first uh, cult that we will be covering is the Church of Cain. <laughs> it is time to revel in the truth of our condition. All Cainites must be taught. They must know their truth. For as they know themselves, you will know the Dark Father. And that is from Arch Verger Alexi Farmer, who is Defender of the Immaculate Church of the Dark Father in Detroit. That's from (laughs) Call of the Blood Gods. Yes, they're already here. So, uh, this is an interesting one to explain. So, the uh, Church of Cain is basically a Gnostic offshoot about uh, vampire history uh, within like the Christian tradition. (laughs) So that's exciting. So Gnosticism uh, historically being traced back to like the second century uh, common era and is predominantly around like the Greco-Roman parts of the world. Gnostics tend to believe in an inferior creator or world and a transcendent God being and a race or class of special people that are destined to achieve salvation. This salvation is received to those chosen people through revelation. So. Is that like a demiurge? Is that what those are called? Demiurge? It's like a, a lesser god, mm-hmm. a lesser creator god? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that comes up next. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. As as we're painfully finding out, Sarah was not <laughs> raised as a Christian. So I'm just like, I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> I'm doing the research for y'all's benefit and my own. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, the church has a hierarchical worldview. So there is the Demiurge, as uh, John had said, or the creator god. 
they pose, the church poses that Cain is God's, like the uh, transcendent God being. So mm-hmm. the the Alpha, the Omega, the, that guy. That God uh, is had created Ain as the angel of murder. <laughs> and is the Hell of the yeah. So their argument is that uh, Cain was, instead of being a fallen angel, he was actually the main angel and the spokesman for God. Well, if you want to retake that, you said Ain, not Cain. Oh. Okay, I'll start it over. Well, no, no, no. I mean, if you wanted to. I was just pointing it out. It's okay. Okay, yeah, if yeah. you don't care, then um, I don't care either. It's okay. Uh, yeah, so basically, Cain, Vampire Bible Cain, the Bible Cain, um, is a divine uh, being. Mm-hmm. Is, is an angel. So he was never really a human in this nah. philosophy. No. And so they're implying that instead of being like we talked about in our Book and Nod episode, where mm-hmm. he was a fallen angel, they are saying that he was actually the main angel. Well, not and... necessarily like the main angel, but he is the angel of like, you know, there's each of, there's different angels and they kind of all specify into like different uh, subjects. Well, so I Cain kind is of, the angel of murder. Well, I kind of got the um, main angel part from where it says in the voice of the demiurge yes yeah, so. so the demiurge isn't god though yeah. there's like god and then below god is the demiurge and then cain would be the voice of the demiurge yes. so he's not necessarily like the main angel how like what's his name um he, no he, the, it's the metatron yeah, yeah. It's, he's not like metatron where he's just like archangel he's just like a one of them so he's kind of like um what do they call it? The A um, avatar of the Demiurge, almost, if, yeah. in like D&D terms. Kind uh, of. I always love that Metatron is pretty much just God's nerd. Yeah. 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 It's And how this is classified will change depending on who's in charge of what chant, chunk of the church and who's got what kind of scripture. And But this is just the rough right. uh-huh. thing. So... Uh, Roughly, they believe that all vampires are the children of Cain and therefore are blessed by God as the, his divine chosen predators. Hmm. So, uh, vampires are cherubs. Uh, mortals, essentially, are soulless, like demons or cattle to be feasted upon mm-hmm. in order to cleanse the world. Hmm. And the world that we live in, the, uh, the vampires and the humans, everybody all kind of coexist in, is hell, kind of. Because this is where it gets a little weird, because they have... In the text and everything I've read, uh, multiple planes of existence exist simultaneously and they can interlap with each other. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to get into like the third dimension crossing into the fourth dimension, uh, the Carl Sagan apple mm-hmm. third dimension thing going through a two dimensional world. That yeah. kind flat of world. Yeah. It's a little flat worldy. Uh, yes. I got a whole episode that I'm working on coming up, but like there are also multiple um, the universes or planes of existence in World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of set that aside and come back to it. Yes. Yes. But those uh, Gnostics who follow this belief system believe that this plane is like hell and parts of it can be heaven simultaneously, but generally this is a hell plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, those who are embraced uh, are able to lean closer to Cain and therefore the divine. So. Interesting. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. not a curse. It's a blessing. Fuck you. I'm dad. That's kind of. <laughs> dad made me dad. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they have several convictions that are written out in the book. So if you want to pick those as things that your character will have as a conviction with a t- uh, an assigned touchstone, you can. We just decided to highlight three of them. 
Uh, one of the ones we did was feed only from hell's denizens. As in only eat people. Mm-hmm. And animals, I guess, could count because they are denizens of the earth. Yes. But they are specifically talking about people. Yeah. So that just mean don't feed off other vampires, maybe not other supernaturals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, never unwillingly allowed the beast to take over. So they put a lot of stake into having self-control. And this also feeds into the other conviction, never succumb to fear. Yeah. So the Church of Cain has a bunch of rites and rituals that involve uh, putting themselves in vampiric danger. So, you know, fucking with true faith, fucking with fire... That kind of shit. They actually have a ritual that lets them be like immune to fire for a short period of time. So are they like cultic, uh, cultist Fezziwicks where they're like, I had just take, no, oh, I said that wrong. Not Fezziwick. Uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. I took Kyokane every day. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, is it the Pentecostals that fuck with the snakes in Kentucky? Uh, I know they're just called. People just call them like the snake charmer. Yeah, so they, kinda... they have some like I know it's something weird. Like I'll figure it out. Yeah, but it's it's some weird like Episcopalian like something. I could be wrong too, but down south I think there's multiple technically Christian branches that are just into the snake thing. Yeah, because they're like, oh well, I'm I'm testing my my faith and my resolve by handling this dangerous creature, and if I am harmed by it i'll be protected because you know divine energy does it. it's kind of yeah. in that vein or i won't be bit because god will not allow it because i am such a faithful yeah so that's kind of fun <laughs> as but it's all wrapped in this flavoring of catholicism that is just it's super uh i'm gonna call it aesthetic i guess it's also incredibly way. metal it's super metal yeah uh, yeah, so metaplot-wise, how the Church of Cain fits in is they have been referred to and will be referred to as also the Crimson Cura, the Cainite Heresy, or Gnostics. Uh, these Gnostics believed that they were preparing for the end of the world and the time of Cain around 1239 CE, which is around when, like, Dark Ages books mm-hmm. have plot happening. So, uh, they believe that Cain... Uh, has been on Earth twice, once as Cain and then once as Jesus. <laughs> yes. What? So yes. calling them Jesus and Cain are the same person. Well, it's well, shit. Hold on, because Jesus is also a vampire. That's because he's thing. in a clan, yeah. right? There are clans that claim him. There are many clans that will say they claimed him or don't claim him. It's it gets a little sticky. There is you... also an official stat block for Jesus, and I can't remember if he's actually a vampire in that no. or if he's just an angelic being. I don't know. I never. I've avoided uh, the the biblical heavy shit in World of Darkest games that I've played because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not afraid of being heretical or any of that kind of stuff. But because of where we live in the Midwest, I'm just like, man, I don't want to like drag this into a game and then that be the thing that triggers one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this group of friends doesn't matter, but for years I've just been like, mm, let's just not. I just don't want to. I don't want to mix my peas with my uh, with my rolls. Also, that book is just uh, really expensive, mm-hmm. and so I don't have it. I think it's like Path of Light or something, uh, but it's like, last I looked, it was like 200-some books. I was like, yeah. never mind. Yeah, but at least in the readings I've been able to do either uh, uh, some Jesus diabolized somebody, or somebody diabolized Jesus, or there was an embrace thing, but whomstever this person is, or however it happened, they were uh, Cain too, and... <laughs> And then they were crucified, died for everybody through a blood rite, and that's why the, the Catholics do the, the sippy wine mm. blood mm-hmm. ritual thing. Da, 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 da. 
moving forward to 1239, uh, they were, because there's, this is, follow some historical precedent for there being millennial style, like end of the world cold. So there's a bunch of shit around like the year 1000. There's a lot yep. of shit around the year 2000. A little bit of a trend. So the church of Cain at this time believed that Cain was coming back for a third time to rise up and cleanse the world and make everything cool for the good boys that believed in Cain and God and all of that. Uh, this movement was steeped very heavily within the Catholic Church and was predominantly made up of La Sombra, along with many Banu Hakim and Bruja at the time, which mm. I find to be like a, huh, interesting. Mm, interesting. But this group was got obliterated off of the world and the historical record due to the First Inquisition, teaming up with a lot of imams from Iberia. So a lot of people from the Muslim world were just like looking at this going, well, this is a problem. We don't like that. So we're just going to eradicate it. And they did. So the heresy was no more for many centuries. And not only did the First Inquisition and members of uh, Muslim faith were just like, no, we're not doing this. Uh, the new Camarilla, when they sprung up, were like, oh, this is not great. I was Camarilla later on, but kindred that would eventually lead into Camarilla were just like, oh, this is all bad. So they also scrubbed the vampire history records of the canine heresy. Hmm. So, yeah. So we don't have a lot of real information. No. Yeah. So the fact that uh, the Church of Cana suddenly started to pop back up into existence is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, somebody found some heretical texts. Yeah. So there apparently is a lot of uh, scramble within those who follow the Church of Cain to try and cobble together what documents and power structures and tomes and artifacts that they can to reestablish their churches. Uh, the modern church claims that Cain is beckoning his children to feed upon, and only those who are within the church will be saved. Hmm. Yeah. I guess, like, their tendency of, like, never unwillingly allowing the beast to take over probably helps them with the beckoning, too. Yeah. yeah. Just being like, nope, nope, I'm a willpower this. I am a divine agent of God. I can... He doesn't <laughs> want to snack on me. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's probably more because... That's a meta plot thing. It's more, I will not let it control me. Yes. Mm, you are controlling it because you're the divine predator, not it. Because, right. yeah, we did give the secret decoder ring uh, thing for the beckoning, but that's not what everybody knows. Not everybody has a copy of the Book of Nod to be like, wait, yeah. yes. that's dad that's hungry or mm -hmm. something analogous of dad. Yeah. Some of the domains within the Camarilla have received notice from Justicar Juliet Parr of the Malkavians to allow the church work to work within those cities. So that's how high up this goes. And one of the Jessicars is like, no, 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 just let them. Hmm. Let them do their thing. It's fine. This is fine. Yeah. It, damn, they know something mm -hmm. that no one else knows. They're like, no, they needed to be doing this. They need to be doing this. We need to have seven pillars in the camera and not five. Yeah. 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 Some within the church worry that the Sabbat returning from the Gehenna Wars fattened on the powerful and devoured angels. <laughs> <laughs> no. are going to wreak havoc. Uh, these folks reach out to reveal the truth to fellow Canaanites. So mm. there are people in the church that are just looking at the Gehenna War going, oh no. Yeah. As they should be. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Church of Cain has, is now like fully separate from the Sabbat. Now they're actually worried about what the Sabbat's doing, Some it sounds like. people within the Church of Cain are might interpret uh, what the very extreme parts of the Sabbat are doing as... A problem, because yeah, it is angels eating other angels, and then instead of going up to uh, Daddy Kane and being fed upon or doing his bidding or whatever, 
they're coming back and causing fucking chaos and they're just like but now they're like mm. super powered up on diablery yo mm-hmm. and they're just like that's a problem some of them might. When you just kick in the door and just be like, Sup, bitches, I'm a sixth gen now. And you're just like, what the fuck, Todd? I'm here to punch all the drywall. <laughs> I love giving uh, uh, antagonistic characters in games just the dumbest fucking names. Just super standard yeah, vanilla names. Yeah, just like, listen here, Gary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a fun time. Especially because a lot of those names are... Not popular now, but they were like a hundred years ago. So yeah, yeah just so it makes fucking, sense. You can get some fucking bangers of terrible names. So yeah, that is the rough of the Church of Cain. There's a lot more lore in the books for you to perusal through, but I am not going to read the book verbatim because I'm not your mother. I will make a note. Uh, there are some interesting lore sheets if you're interested in tapping into this cult. There is the Cainite Heresy in the core book. Mm-hmm. And there's also the Book of Nod lore sheet in Chicago by night. Mm-hmm. So if you're interacting with Church Kane in your gay stories, these might be good little plot hook, useful things to have. Mm-hmm. Next cult. Whoa. Yeah, Cult of Mithras. Uh, for many centuries, the city was synonymous with Mithras, our prince, our god emperor. He was our deity, our liege. Harsh, but ever fair. I served him for most of my existence until the time he decided to die. And after that as well. Lord Roger de Camden... Pater of the cult of Mithras, uh, Seneschal of London, Prince of Edinburgh, Elder of the line of Cappadocius. Yeah, our boy to Camden. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, Guess who's face. back? Yeah. Oh, we went in different directions. Back so. again. <laughs> I said, and now you back? From out of space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's mm. a very fun NPC. So the beliefs of the cult of Mithras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mithras was an Indo-Iranian god of light. Uh, born with a torch and a knife by a sacred stream. Uh, Mithras also rode and killed the cosmic bull, fertilizing the Earth's vegetation. This is pretty in line with the real-world belief of the god Mithra. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's into ancient religion stuff, uh, this is your time to shine. So Mithra was a god on Earth who was embraced by Vidartha. Uh, his divine blood mixed with Cain's curse uh, tends to knock him in and out of torpor throughout history, and it gets worse as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, some patterns will tell stories from ancient times of Mithras moving about the day and even walking in sunlight. Hmm. So that's kind of neat. Uh, some will say Mithras attained Golconda and will teach these secrets only to the most worthy of followers. Ooh. Did Mithra have fortitude? He's Ventru, so... Probably. Yeah, he did. Which makes sense. If you have rank 12 fortitude, you're just like, I don't care about the sun. As a focus of worship, Mithras embodies many spheres. Truth, justice, wealth, war, feast, and fertility. I mean, most of those really aren't that bad. Mm -hmm. Followers in the traditions of Mithraism, the ancient secret cult in Rome, would also worship Mithras. There's the Mithratic Mysteries, Mm -hmm. which was a very, very popular uh, cult in ancient Rome. Also was the... uh, Bacchanalian cult, which ended up actually being a big hub for the LGBTs back in the day. Nice. It was a women's cult, and then all the gay men just were like, wait, we can get wine drunk during the day? Sweet. (laughs) Us too. We can get wine drunk and turbo fight? Hell yeah. Do you remember, this is a couple years ago, when Denny's, I think it was, tried to do like a special menu where they were going to just put bacon on everything, but for some reason they just 
they called it Bacchanalia, and like they got like immediately just like, oh wait, never mind, gotta change this name. They're they like, oh, it like, was like Baconalia, I think is what they yeah. called it. Yeah, 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 but yeah that's yeah. hilarious. But then all the Christians got mad. They're like, you're bringing in a goat god into my pancakes. I think a bit of that, and I think is a bit of the Tony the Tiger syndrome, where they're like, this is a family brand, and now we're getting sent pictures of huge muscular tiger cock. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Just all the horny pagans. Uh, You know what? Good people. They mean well. Mm. Uh, But yes. So that's kind of what a lot of the traditions within the Mithratic Mysteries Mithras cult is going to follow. So it's a lot of mm-hmm. ye olde, ancient, Greco-Roman mm-hmm. pagan revelry. Uh, some of the followers say that according to ancient Persian texts, Mithras was prophesied to save the world. Most in the cult don't pay that much mind, but given the beckoning in Gehenna, some people are taking that into consideration. <laughs> Yeah, they're so. like, now'd be a great time, dude. Yeah, everything's fuck. I lost all my money in crypto. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, just remember, there were also there were also lovely, lovely things that foretold set getting back up, and just the setties are like, come on, dad, Get up. stand up, stand yeah. up. You're not dead. Yes, but yes, the uh, the followers of the Mithratic Mysteries believe in enlightenment by gaining control. They will reinforce each other's convictions, touchstones in humanity to make the cult stronger by having uh, the vampire master their own urges. So it's a weirdly supportive network of like, come on, you can do it. You're you're the you're in control of yourself. Mm. You're a badass, man. Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah. And then it might evolve into something a little toxic positivity might mm-hmm. be the best way to. Yeah. If I, don't, I hate that. Uh, the cult itself has many layers of law and rituals. Ritual hierarchy and secrecy were the strongest when the cult was at its height. So, mm-hmm. like, way, way, way back in the day, it was, like, super secret. Like, you were invited in and had to go through initiation. It was very, like, Freemason. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. talk about Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't talk about our horny dad cult. And <laughs> I'm making this worse than it is. Because, like, there's a lot of, uh, like, ventrue stoicism involved. And there's also, you know, the other aspects mm-hmm. of, you know, business and war and tacticians and mm, being a leader. I just find the fact that he's also fertility god very entertaining. Kind of out of nowhere. Really. Yeah, you're it just kind of like, really yeah, you're just like war, light, and he fucks. I mean, feasts and fertility, I guess, go together. But like, yeah. the other four pillars of himself are not cool with those two. Yeah. Also, like, I just want to point out that it's weird that vampires in general have a fertility god. Like, they don't kind of. It's they hard for Im- them to even get a nut, let alone do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, we have fun here. But the fun thing was uh, Mithras built and established the cult to run without his direct leadership. Because, you know, earlier I said he has a bad habit of just going... Taking, yeah. taking, it's like narcolepsy yeah. for yeah. vampires. That's exactly what I was about to say. Vampiric narcolepsy. Yeah. His, his divine sun god blood wolf is fighting with his cane oh, cursed... God damn it. Uh, you know, dar- I am the darkness blood wolf, and they're just constantly like butting heads inside of him. <laughs> I just love the idea of just like him just doing a Teddy Roosevelt speech, just metal run run mid being a badass. Just uh, I yes. need to go down and take a nap. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, which is part of the reason why the cult has lasted for centuries, is he was a smart enough leader to establish a self-running hierarchical system so that it would function and run. Without daddy's direct input. Makes so. sense for a venture, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's like, look, if my fucking underlings can't run this shit, they shouldn't be running this shit. Yeah. You should not be in that position. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and many of the flowers, flowers, bleh, many of the followers await for the return of their great leader. Mm-hmm. Currently, he's down. He's taking a nap. He's taking a nap. Maybe Play, forever. If you're, if you're curious about the more of the details on that, uh, follow London. Yep. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, the convictions for the cult of Mithras is accept no disparagement of Mithras's name. Talk shit, get Hit. tied to a stake out in the sun. Yes. Yeah, well, you they flail. do not fuck around. Absolutely not. Always put the weak in their place. Kind of same. Yeah, very in that hierarchical, like, no, I am I am in charge. No. You stay where you're supposed to. Do you think that the cult of Mithras was ever before now when it's just clicky boys, mm-hmm. um, like, had a foothold in the Sabbat? Because that seems like a very Sabbat feeling. I, they seem too... I don't they know. seem too nice for the Sabbat. Uh, right, well, yeah. But at the same time, like, if you're an insular cult that you're trying to, like, build each other up, you are saying, like, we are the strongest. It's not so much that Cult of Mithras wouldn't get into the Sabbat. I just I don't think the Sabbat would be able to make the cut to be... Mm, okay. Yeah. Not enough discipline. I mm-hmm. would say they wouldn't be opposed to, like, sniping a couple people who they thought were interesting and being like, no, no, you're not doing that anymore. You're doing this yeah, now. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, you're not drinking that Kool-Aid. You're drinking our specific yeah. brand extra I, I didn't get into this because, again, I'm like, if you're interested in this, go get the fucking book. Mm-hmm. But there's some really interesting steps in the Cult of Mithras section about, like, different rituals and the ways that the hierarchy within the cult is laid out and some of the practices, which one of them does include... Uh, planning diablerie because you're trying to synthesize the souls and powers of people to create an ultimate being and they're kind of like cool with that interesting they're like oh yeah no if you if this person's strong and this person's strong if we slam their souls together into a new being oh they they're galvanizing with yeah they're kind of gestalting vampires some of them huh interesting (laughs) which i I want to know what their process then is to be like, who's going to eat who? Uh, like, who is the, who's the top in this fusion dance? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a whole thing. I found it to be an interesting note. Yes. yes. A little, oh my God. Yes, they're doing it. They're touching fingers. Uh, yeah. Kind of. There we go. There we go. They uh, you guys would have had a fucked up fusion. You didn't get it right. You oh, well. You'd either been really fat or really old and skinny. But we'd be ultimate powerful. Yes. And the last conviction to make note of is protect the pregnant, newborn, and fresh embraces. This is kind of an offshoot of the being a fertility mm-hmm. deity where you're just like, well, sorry. Well, uh, you know, we worship a fertility God and uh, we can't exist if there's not new creation. So we need to protect the little, the little baby, baby mm. beans, baby bats. Yeah. And don't fuck with pregnant women or newborns, which is also like, I just feel like it's a good rule in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also definitely the fertility thing where it's just like, don't fuck with the flock. Mm hmm. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. We were. I worked really hard to get that one to shag that one to cause that bun. <laughs> Don't fuck with that. I've got a plan. It's gonna take thirty goddamn years. But you know, yeah, I'm doing. It's gonna an- be a good one. I'm doing animal husbandry over here. Mm-hmm. Cain, damn it. Yes. So the rough meta plot. Well, Mithras, and why, damn it. Mithras, yeah. damn it. So yeah, meta plot. Rough. Why we're calling this into attention is Mithras and his cult has ruled out of London since it was Londonium during the Roman rule. Fuck. Yes. Uh, it's believed that Mithras was put into torpor during the Blitz by lupines. <laughs> so Nazis are dropping bombs, and Mithras is just like, I'm gonna fight these werewolves. <laughs> I don't remember what all the plot is, but that's kind of the rough of it. It's very... That's what I'm going for. It, right? Yeah. I love it. I 
I'm just more thinking Ugh. it's scarier if Nazis are dropping werewolves out of biplanes. I know there were American werewolves that like went into World War II to go fight the Nazis in the meta plot, but that's like a whole thing. I thought there's that's a, just what you do. I thought there was a whole comic book that the plot was just like American werewolf GIs like tearing apart uh, vampire Nazis. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, I'd, I mean, I would read that. I am here for super pulpy World War II bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Uh, mild spoiler, skip ahead to just hit the 15 second skips on World Times because it's like boop, a boop, little boop, note boop. In, Until uh, you hear cult, until you hear quotes. Yeah, basically. Uh, this gets into a little bit of the plot for Fall of London, so sorry. Uh, Montgomery Coven, a Bano Hakim neonate, found the body of Mithras during this and diabolized him. Many believe that the god is finally like dead, dead. There were lots of people in the cult that are just like, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel Mithras' daddy anymore. I don't know. But uh, in recent nights, there are stirring among the cults that uh, Mithras has returned. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty strong personality to eat a sun god antediluvian practically and not be like, Oh, I'm the antediluvian sun god. Yeah. You know, we haven't gotten into that yet because they changed the the mechanics a bit for it. And I like it better in this one in V5 where Diablery isn't just, okay, did you win the struggle? Cool. You, there's nothing left over in, in V5. They've been like, nah, you could still be fucking with that thing forever. It's not just a, it's not a save or suck thing. It's just like, uh, if that thing's strong enough, you can just have a secondary new beast that's just like, hi, I have objectives. God, imagine if you had just Mithras as your beast. No, thanks. I'm Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I I don't want to venture as my beast. That sounds awful. Also, shout shout out to those GMs that make your beast weird as fuck. Yeah. I'm here for making players uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in exploring more aspects of the Cult of Mithras and you don't want to get into the cult specifically, there are lore sheets. There's Cult of Mithras lore sheet in the Camarilla book and just the entirety of the Fall of London book. (laughs) Just get that book. Just the whole book. It's really cool. Uh, The next cult. Cult of Shalim. Do you dream? Do you dare to dream? In this place, our dreams may take form, but the ravages of time and, endle- and endless march of reality render them to nothing. I can show you a way to end the suffering of hope, the pain of dreams. That's from uh, Apollyon. Yeah, Apollyon the Traveler, founder of the Cult of Shalim. I love it. I love these guys. They are yes. fucking... This is like an actually spooky cult. Yeah. yeah. Super spooky. Yeah. All right, so their belief uh, boils down to reality is suffering. Oh, nihilists. Yeah, this is nihilism cranked to 12. Yeah. Uh, All happiness fade. You know, death is inevitable. The only way to create a utopia is to allow existence to fall away into annihilation. Uh, Uh, Shalim will remove all corruption of his creation, allowing all creation to be one with Shalim. You know, I was kind of thinking just now, sorry. I was kind of thinking just now, Cult of Shalim, you're right. They turned the volume button to 12, but then they just kicked the knob off. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, like, and it's stuck now. Just saying hi to the Elden Ring players. That's just the frenzied flame. <laughs> if you've been playing Elden Ring, if you do the frenzied flame ending, this is the cult for you. Yeah, this is the dark mode of that. Yeah, where it's just like, reality is suffering. Burn it. We are all we are all born to suffer. No rightful existence should allow this to happen. The only solution is to kill it all. Return like, it to nothing. Yeah, it's like even beyond just like killing things, it is just like the heat death of the universe yep. kind of levels of just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. So if you like 
Cthulian levels of shenanigans, here's a good way to throw that into your Cult game. Of so Shalem actually traces back to an old uh, Canaanite god of dusk and evening mm. and night. Has associations with the evening star, which is Venus. Uh, the planet Venus now, not not an actual star. Uh, astrology. Uh, there's also associations with contemplation, peace, and death. Uh, Shalim is the son of El, along with his brother Shahar. So Shahar is kind of more like the dawn sun, mm-hmm. and then Shalim is the the night. Two wolves fighting inside of you. Uh, <laughs> all the time. Some all the time. Two, some people have two wolves. Some people have two pugs. And they're just <laughs> yes. But the interesting note, at least in the little fragments of texts that we have found about these two deities in the historical record, is both of these brothers were said to be hungry gods as babies and were like devourer entities. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just like, huh, interesting. Yeah. And there's some scholarly note that uh, Shalem is where we get the name for the ancient city, Jerusalem. Mm. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's just time is a flat circle, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> So Does that Jerusalem. Imply that Jerusalem is suicide capital? I don't know if it is. I know there's a lot of pain and issues and centuries of struggle, and I do not have the time. Yeah, we yeah. don't have the time for Or that. the spoons right now. So we're just going to scoot on past that, unfortunately, much like American media tends to do all the time anyways. But mm-hmm. Anywho, so the first kindred, master of the abyss, the emptiness that existed before creation. That is their thought on what mm-hmm. Shalem is. So hold up. They think... That Shalim was a kindred before Cain. Yes. Before Lilith? Mm-hmm. Foot. Yep. Uh, those who actually embraced the person that we know as Lysambra was actually Shalim. It was not Cain. Mm. These are theories. These are yeah. theories. But it kind of makes sense. We got a little bit of a Pepe yeah, Sylvia board theories. going. Yeah. Yes. So that explains why the Lysambra have... The spooky abyss powers, as opposed to all the other vampires, they're like, I go fast as fuck. Or whatever the fuck else we have. I talk pretty. Right? <laughs> then I have to ask what their link to Hakata is at that point. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. We might get to that one night. Tonight mm. is not that night. Uh, believers in the cult will say the phrase, Shalim is, due to their belief that this being is the only truth in infinite things. And it is beyond existence. Hmm. Yeah, this is incredibly Lovecrafty. Mm-hmm. This is just endless abyss of horror. This also has a lot of feel a, of like the Necrons from. Yeah, John, you shouldn't look like that excited. Yeah. There's a huh? twinkle oh. in his eye, like a young boy on Christmas morn. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Necrons. I am so sorry. No, I mean it's also like the same theory for the Necrons. Uh, little 40k lore. The reason why they're the oldest race is they killed everything. Mm. They achieved their Shalim goal. They killed themselves, turned themselves into robots, destroyed all life in the universe. We're like, okay, we did it good. We're all going to go to sleep now. And then, and then they woke up and they're like, away. what happened to my kitchen? Why are there ants everywhere? We got to kill them. <laughs> I don't like these life ants. Yeah, I don't like them. Yes. So Apollyon, the traveler, uh, is an ancient La Sombra that is said to travel along the bottom of the ocean as a black, shapeless void communicating with his sire in a semi-torpid state. That's so cool. This would be, this is just a random ass idea, yes. but this is one of those moments where we have one of those uh, La Sombra submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the La Sombra submarine. Hey, uh, imagine though a group of La Sombra who are members of the cult of Shalim just down there for centuries trying to find him. Yeah, we're just like yeah. trying well, to find the Sombra. We've only had submarines for like maybe 200 years, so like you're barely We've scratching. only had submarines. 
I don't want to get into this ancient aliens thing because it's <laughs> racist as shit. Not white people can build things too. Well, they don't need to uh, breathe underwater. That's so it'd be true. a little easier for them to have some sort of exploration down there. Yeah, you're going to yeah. need a fuckload of fortitude because depending on what part of the ocean you're underneath, the pressures down there alone are just going to fucking... Uh, I will also bring up, because we haven't done it yet, but it's great. It's going to be good for the Gehenna episode. There's another antediluvian that might be at the bottom of the ocean, and it's not just La Sombra. Yeah, just La Sombra have a, a, a special connection with the ocean. Yep. Now, spoilers, possibly, yes. anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, does it specifically state why Lake Michigan is so oodly-doodly at all? I'm trying to remember. I know it's one of the Great Lakes... I don't think it's Michigan. I think it's Erie. But one of them is particularly cold and rough. So there's a fuckload of ghost ships down there because it's just physically not safe to like go and retrieve materials. It's probably superior. Yeah. I, I for ST reasons, um, because the Great Lakes do connect in with the oceans through like the Hudson Bay and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being a dick and just being like, well, half of the city in Chicago is just up against this giant fuck off body of water that might as well be the ocean because yeah. it's so fucking big. Yeah. And I just be like being like, hey, so uh, you want to go fuck around the lake? And then anytime somebody does, I'm like, I'm going to make it really uncomfortable and give you all of the signs that this is a terrible fucking idea. So the reason I was thinking that is it said that, you know, he's wandering around in the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Well, for... That strong, that old, that powerful of a vampire, what's to say he can't necessarily shadow walk or something from one ocean to a different super dark body of water? Well, here's the thing. Uh, It is said, uh, whispers within the cult and those who have interacted with the cult of Shalem, that this being will reach out to those of his bloodline who have suffered great losses, offering them answers to their pain. Hmm. So there's not really any reason for Apollyon to not, like, shimmy shake his way through the Great Lakes up into Chicago and just being like, hey, so I see you're real sad there. Right. Do you want it to stop? I so, can fix that for you. So if the Sombra start going missing in your Chicago Chronicles, <laughs> you know. You may want to take note. Might want to take note. So some of the convictions within the Cult of Shalim are always work to impede those who control chaos. So the Cult of Shalim has some big issues with the, the, the Cult of Set. These are both chaos-related cults. Mm. While the cult of Shalem is very, you know, via nihilist, we believe in nothing. Uh, the uh, cult of Set are very just like, what if we partied so hard we just became an orgy, greasy ball of ecstasy? And it's it's kind of like... It, it's I'm, elevating oneself outside of the one into the many. Yeah, it, it very much reminds me of uh, Azathoth, kind of like the, mm. the cosmic trumpet, kind of that level mm-hmm. of cosmic entity horror. As opposed to the flip side where it's just like, again, the heat death of the universe. Right, right. So those two tend to not get along. So uh, yeah, Cult of Shalim people, if there's any, if there are any of the ministry who partake in the Cult of Set will probably come up and go, no. Yeah. And vice versa. Though I like to think the Cult of Set would fight the Cult of Shalim by just being like, hey, do you want to do vampire coke? (laughs) <laughs> yeah would you like a vampire ice cream so you're not sad like hey uh we can do a bump i got this silk shirt we're gonna go to the discotheque maybe if you just nut and had a good fucking <laughs> drug experience you might not be so sad you know there's a lot of problems in the world i feel like would be solved if more people would just like nut once just just the once just just leave the room nut come back i promise everything's gonna be a lot better <laughs> 
Continuing on with the convictions, uh, only em- allow embraces that further the destruction of society. So you don't want to be making more vampires because that's creating things and we're not here to make things. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you creating that new vampire is going to fuck shit up. Now, if we yes. now if the cult of Shalem turns Donald Trump, I feel like that would definitely, definitely do the thing. Yeah. Because if he became immortal, that just, that's a bad time. I was thinking more along the lines of like a direct opposition to Kane's commandments. Mm-hmm. Like embrace the sick, embrace the insane, embrace the, the, the broken and the unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, embrace like you know uh, the the like the mass shooter kids that are on the four chan boards. Yeah, like those guys because they're just gonna fuck everything up and yeah. then cause more loss and destruction, which is gonna make people sad and therefore more interested in listening to your fucking entropy speech. Right. Yeah, continuing cycles of violence. That's a great thing to be doing here. Another conviction: never maintain or protect more than a single mortal of importance. So they are only allowed to have a touchstone. One. One. And they cannot be giving two shits about anyone else's. Mm-mm. So your coterie mate, who's a cult of Shalim, don't count on them to help you with your uh, your touchstone. Oh God, yeah. I... If anything, they might try to kill it so that you go into frenzy and cause issues. Yeah, I've used cult of Shalim for like antagonist NPC characters. I have not thought about having a player character do this because I'm just like, it'd be fucked. <laughs> I don't know I've, that you. it would be very playable because like I, the whole point right now, like most games is like you're a coterie. You're trying to work toward a goal mm-hmm. and their and goal is one guy in the coterie not says, having anything exist. It reminds me of the D&D thing when you're like, we're only playing good characters, maybe one chaotic character. If you can explain why a chaotic neutral guy wants to save the world. Because um, I live, live in, in it. Asshole. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, like you're not going to play, like, yeah. the chaotic, evil thief who just steals from everyone and yeah, shits you, the bed. You, you, don't have, you don't have the party member that just walks in with the hand of Vecna already attached to them and just be like, hi, guys. Yeah, I. this is definitely a have a discussion with your storyteller and your group because I think you could have a really interesting story where it's basically like a big game of mafia where the Coterie is trying to achieve a goal and somebody is secretly in the cult of Shalim mm-hmm. and you guys have to parse out, like, you know, like the thing, like who's mm-hmm. infected and how to deal with this. Yeah. I think that could be a really good story, but you also need to have players and an ST who is on board with this, cool with it, and mature enough to handle this and not have people get butt hurt. Yeah. Because that player, their goal will be like, I'm here to fuck subtly your day. fuck the, the plans up. Oh, yeah. Like, I just like, well, if I kill this guy's touchstone, he might be sad enough to join me. Right. So is the, the thing test to figure out who's the cult of shalem character in the coterie just a box of kittens and whoever doesn't smile you're like that's it no well no okay. because like i've played many of vampires that would look at a box of kittens and be like yeah, it's a well box no of here's the thing it is a good test because the box of kittens might actually work because you either are gonna have the high humanity people that are like i mean don't fucking do that and then you're gonna have like the low humanity people going like i wanted to eat that like what the fuck and then you have the one guy that's just like stone face none of this means anything mm. yeah exactly that's the reason why i'm like that might be the, the flamethrower test for the cult of Shalem. Just be like, yeah. box of kittens? How do they react? Just like, ooh, it's lunch. Like, I'm like, okay, well, you had a feeling about it. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Versus Fair just, enough. I have no strong feelings about this one way or another. I wish it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes a man turn neutral. Uh, but yeah, the meta plot, uh, this is canonically one of the newest cults in the plot. 
because a lot of other cults have been either canonically in the game for the entire run or most of the entire run mm-hmm. or historically have been around for thousands of years. This one is very fucking new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's showing up and people are just like, huh. Uh, some of those who have gone off to fight in the Gehenna Wars speak of the hungry dark that devours kindred and canine alike. Hmm. So there might be something going on. Yeah. Some people are returning from their travels out in the Middle East and Mediterranean with a new desire, uniting everyone and everything into oneness with the void. So there's some people that haven't even necessarily gone out to go fight in the Gehenna Wars. They're just kind of in the area and they're coming back and just being like, you know... We should really work on building a community together because, you know, we need to end the suffering. Like, they'll coach it in this kind of almost self-help, like, I'm here to reassure you. But then, like, as you're listening to it, it suddenly just turns into, like, a suicide cult. And you're like, whoa, what? Yeah. That sounds like a high-level dominate. Like, if you just get in the area and it's just, like, supplant that you all need to die. Which dominate is a uh, La Sombra discipline power. Mm -hmm. So, eh. Uh, one of the most prolific prophets of the cult of Shalim is Rabbi Michaelius Basarus of Chicago, who is a major NPC in that city. Oh. So it's just kind of a, ah. Eat. He's an important dude that yeah. wants the world and everything else to not exist. Yeah, and I think he appears in one of the uh, story uh, video games that you can play. I think the new one, Parliament and I, is I think he appears in that too. Oh, I really? don't. Yeah. I don't, cool. I haven't played it, but I've had some people talk to me about it a little bit because I love those games. I mm-hmm. just have not had the fucking time. Right. I really, so if you send money to our Patreon, I can afford to take the time to get hammered and play these games for everybody <laughs> on stream. But you know, yeah. that's where we are right now. So Shalemites have tendrils in many places on record that we're aware of currently, including the UK, Brazil, South Africa, Egypt, and there is a major faction within, uh, Fukuoka, Japan, Fukuoka. I don't know how to say this. Uh, Hi, wait, me... Fukuoka? Fukuoka. Fukuoka. That's what I would say. Fujiko, maybe. Fujiko. No, no. I... It'd be a J. I do not speak Japanese, and I should have looked this up beforehand. I did not. I am sorry. I, I have to show my weave a little bit. I read a. I read a lot of Legend of the Five Rings. That's the only reason why I'm usually good at pronouncing them. Right on. Good job for being culturally diverse. It's a good. It's a good story. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in Cult of Shalim and you don't want to go balls deep into playing the cult, the Cult of Shalim lore sheet is in Chicago by night. Mm-hmm. Next cult! We are tested nightly, my brother. For as long as Earl Shagi exists in Alamut, he will pull on every one of our sinful urges. He will toy with us until we return to him and his mercy. We must pray for the strength and fight to resist. Until we are free, our clan is sin incarnate. Fatima Al-Fakadi, Hand of Vengeance. This quote is from the Camarilla Sourcebook, page 163. So we are talking of the Shepherds of Earl Shaki. Nice. But up, up. All right, we haven't talked about the Ban Hakim much, but this is kind of a major faction within this clan. So <laughs> strap in, everybody. Uh, beliefs for the cult, or the Shepherds of Earl Shaki. Uh, they, Ban Hakim, as we know, were the former Asimites. And they are a clan of vampires that generally focus on maintaining codes of ethics and seeing themselves as the judge of vampires and mortals alike. You know how the Ventru have the, I am the divine right king because, you know, Daddy Kane said I was. The, mm-hmm. the Ban Hakim are like, I'm the judge of everybody because Daddy Kane said I was. Uh, uh, Earl Shigi is a actual canonical NPC character within <laughs> World of Darkness. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. He is a fourth gen Methuselah. Uh, he is the second childer of Hakim, who is the founder of the Banu Hakim. 
And uh, he is old enough to have memories of the second city of Enoch. He is old as shit. Uh, I like this quote describing him. It's from Beckett. Uh, in build, he looks like a young man, perhaps a teenager, but his skin is marked with orange red veins and the color of lava, which give off light that pulses in time with the music. Hmm. Yeah. So this guy is scarred and burnt and just, he's got bone and sinew exposed. Like this guy is fucking metal. Wow. There are descriptions of him where, uh, he either has his eyes gouged out or the eyes are burnt out or his eyelids were cut out. Hmm. He is huh. canonically the most powerful blood sorcerer in the world and said to be a creature of perfect violence. This is some metal shit. You're just like, fuck. There's there's descriptions of him in the lore where he's just like sitting perfectly still and you only see him move in the fact that he was sitting there. Now he's on the other side of the room and that person has exploded. Huh. Cool. So, Damn. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, uh, Urshagi uh, views nearly all vampires as having failed to live up to the laws of Hakim, including his own clan. Uh, in particular, he does not like that many vampires have fallen into worshipping kind religions. Within mm. the Bana Hakim in particular, it's Islam, but, you know, Christians, Buddhists, so on and so forth. Okay, this might be my tinfoil hat moment, but yeah. I'm just noticing a lot of things. Like, there's a hot chance that might just be Cain, because, like, all the fucking... Motivations and his modus operandi are very close to what the Book of Nod describes Cain doing and thinking. Yeah, I fan theory wise, Earl Shagi, the more I've read about him, as cool as the antagonist characters this is, he very much reads to me like Galen. Yeah. Remember like back when I was talking about resonances and Galen mm-hmm. was just like gatekeepy guy for medical science and was like, no, no, no. Hippocrates nailed it and we aren't going to fuck with shit. Only I am allowed to arbitrate any of those things and make Mm -hmm. some notes. But beyond that, none of you are. This is what medical science will be forever. Mm -hmm. This has a lot of that energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, you were such a shit. Mm -hmm. Ah! Gosh. Yes. So the shepherd's fun note will allow for thin bloods in their ranks. If the thin blood proves their desire to become a true predator by reclaiming the blood from an apostate. So... Yeah, the... <laughs> they gotta move up in the ranks. Yeah, so the shepherds uh, currently, their big thing is gathering up uh, apostates. So uh, people in within the Ban Hakim in particular that are not uh, following the laws of Hakim according to what Earl Shagi says they should be mm-hmm. and bringing them to Alamut to be judged. And if there's thin bloods that pass the vibe check, they're like, yeah, well, if you want to be one of us, just eat this asshole and reclaim the blood and then therefore you can now go forth and spread the laws of Hakim. Huh. And I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's a I'm hell gl- of an initiation, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you drank the Kool-Aid. Now you get a promotion. You buy drinking the, the forbidden sip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, we do have the laws of Hakim here. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to recover what those are supposedly really quick. So the laws of Hakim are... The law of leadership, honor Urshagi as he is the eldest among you. The heralds of Urshagi carry his word and command your respect. This is very much the goddamn Galen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, law of protection, deal honorably with mortals and protect them where possible. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah weird. Just, I didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah, right? Uh, law of destruction, do not destroy those of the blood. 
This law is one to subject of interpretation by common argument amongst the Pashas of the blood means shepherds of Earl Shagi. <laughs> no. So don't kill our buddies. Yes. Everybody else isn't really part of the group. Yeah. Now, there might be some in the Bani Hakim that do follow the law of Hakim, but they have their own interpretation. Right. And that involves, like, don't kill any kindred because that's fucked up. And these guys are like, well, ah, daddy said it was cool. <laughs> it. A lot of this kind of... In, Sorry. A lot of this reinterpretation of the laws of Hakim does kind of make me think of like the different like thought schools within Islam and how they interpret like not only the Quran but the Hadiths and shit like that. So no. that's kind of a fun note. Mm-hmm. But continuing on, we have the law of the word. Uh, deal truthfully with each other for the word of Hakim is founded upon truth. Mm-hmm. So they're like, don't lie to each other. It's bullshit. Yeah. The last law is the law of judgment. Judge those not of the blood and punish those who follow the face of the kind. This feels like a last-minute addendum. Yeah. But that's what they, they, they believe is the, the laws of Hakeem. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Right. Uh, the convictions, uh, there's only three, because this is one of the ones from the uh, Forbidden Religions, so they don't have as many convictions. There's literally only three. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we're, we're listing all of them. Well, yeah, we didn't, we didn't pick and choose. It was just, uh, well, we got to do three. Yep. Always keep faith with those sworn to the service of Earl Shagi. Show no mercy to followers of false religions. Never kill without profit. Without profit. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. don't be killing willy-nilly. If you're going to do a murder, make sure something is to be gained from it, whether it is, oh, I'm removing an apostate, I'm removing somebody who's in the way of me doing a job I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so that one's pretty easy to work around, really. Yeah. yeah you could probably also get around the, uh, like, oh, well, I killed this other kinder because he's killing a bunch of the mortals wantonly and willy-nilly, and that's cutting into our food supply. Yeah. Right. I removed something that was an irritant and it made me feel better. That sounds like profit to me. Yup. It's almost like cults have this thing where they have the rules that will change willy-nilly to benefit those who are in power. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. So the meta plot. Urshagi went into torpor roughly 1,800 years ago. I like the pause there. Yeah. 18 years ago. Wow, he's been around. Oh. No. So, uh, yeah, this guy is old as fuck. Yeah. Uh... There's, there was a really funny note where apparently he uh, missed Christianity just kind of <laughs> entirely, but he's kind of okay with Judaism because he's like, well, it mostly follows the laws of Hakeem already as it is, so like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so they get, a, they get a pass. He's like, That's they good. get a pass. What's their thing? Just don't be a dick. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, interesting note. And uh, Urshiki woke up uh, towards the end of the 20th century and decided uh, he didn't like it. This sounds like mm. the most boomer ass vampire I've ever heard. Yeah, so apparently when he got up, he spent some time kind of trying to check what the fuck's how the world is, what's going on, and learned about a bunch of things. I'm assuming he put on the History Channel at some point, and it was mm-hmm. just like, well, that was a mistake. Oh yeah, now saw the ancient aliens and went, mm. Mm, just I don't like it, not one bit. So uh, one of the first things he did was break the curse that the Tremere had placed on the entirety of the Banu Hakim. Shit. So their previous clan bane was the one that the Tremere put on them because they were accused of being uh, devil-worshipping Diablerists. So their curse, their clan bane was if you drank any kindred vitae, you would get ag damage. Uh, so basically you could just hold a Bana Hakim down and just pour vampire vitae into them until they just burned Died. up. Yeah. yeah. So super fucked. So now the clan bane is you, once you start drinking vampire blood, you have a hard time stopping. So now they are Diablerists. Yeah. yeah. So he straight up just flipped it and reversed it on him? Yeah, he woke up, took charge of Alamut, and uh, interesting note with the Banu Hakim, uh, the, the, the former warrior cast, a big thing 
and part of the reason why a lot of Western vampires viewed them as Asamites is in the warrior cast, anybody, as long as you gave them a pint of Vitae, they'll kill whoever the fuck, no questions asked. And they would take that blood and hide it in their secret hidey hole of their secret sacred city, Alamut, which is where Urshagi is. So now he has centuries worth of, of pints of blood to do whatever kind of magic he wants. Yep. When you and wake up around your children and they've just sur- they've surrounded you with preservative jars. And he is, you said he was known as the most powerful blood sorcerer. Yep. And he now has a centuries-large stockpile of kindred blood. Uh-huh. Yep. On top of all of the ancient texts that have been stored there, it's and just probably whatever the fuck was written down in like the Library of Baghdad probably got copied and put there. Library Ugh. of Alexandria. Like this is. Homie should go like <laughs> hang out in Chinatown for a bit. <laughs> see what happens. Just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah, so as I had said, uh, Urshiki has reclaimed the stronghold of Alamut and has assigned 12 followers as his heralds, mm-hmm. and the cult follows the leads of these heralds. Dang. Yup. Uh, this uh, happenings has caused the clan to split. Many of the Banu Hakim have turned to the Camarilla to form an alliance because they just went, oh, this is fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no. Uh, other cults, like the Web of Knives... Within the Banu Hakim, because of course there were other cults within the clan, because why the fuck would there not be? Right. Have turned and provided their loyalty to the shepherds and Earl Shagi. Uh, there are reports uh, from the mountain that Alamut's on top of uh, that there will be nights that last for 40 nights. Hmm. Just There's just no sun for like more than a month. Hmm. Uh, nearby villages will be culled in complete silence. So there will be villages in the area full of people just doing things, and then you leave, and you come back, and everyone is gone. Uh-huh. That's nuts. That's so spooky. Uh, there's been sightings of a three-eyed witch uh, who is able to, quote, enthrall with only one drink of Vitae. You could just say Salat. I was about to say, that sounds like Salat's like there. Salubri, yeah. yeah. It's a Salubri, because I think, isn't Salat a dude? Usually. Yeah. So part of me was like, could it be the crone? Could it be Salat? Could it be no. Baba Yaga? Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's... I don't think Baba Yaga had three... Well, I guess it's World of Darkness. They can yeah, switch exactly. around a yeah. bit, but... It's it's all very, just like, uh, very witchy spooky, just, oh, fuck. Yeah. And very, very dead-eyed energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like, Ugh. Uh, There are rumors that persist within Alamut uh, that there is a black throne that Hakim formed way, way back in ancient times by putting uh, his spear into the ground. There is prophecies that say Cain will rule from a black throne. Yup, we brought that up on the Book of Nine episode, guys. Yep. So I had a small uh, Pepe Silvia boarded conspiracy note because I was reading through the the Spot the Black Handbook, which is where I got some of the notes about reports from the Alamut area and what the fuck's going on now. I'm not going. Okay. So apparently there's a note within that that members of the Ashira, which is the Islamic counterpoint to the Camarilla, within Egypt insist that they no longer send tithe work with anybody in Alamut. But there is a Church of Cain stronghold within Cairo. That note is made specifically. So part of me was wondering, where the fuck the Church of Cain got all their shit to start running again? And again, my tinfoil hat uh, moment, leading more credence to my worry and things that GMs could do. Again, it did say that Cain would beckon them to a black throne and i'm just like it would also be in kane's wheelhouse to be like i'm just gonna pretend i'm somebody else and see how you all react and then judge you accordingly to be like 
well, you should have still been following the rules, even if it wasn't me. Take that a step further. Um, so his whole thing, uh, Earl Shaggy, is that he doesn't want people worshipping human religions. Yep. All these vampire religions are coming back all at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. All at once. Yeah, and there's some interesting... Uh, thoughts and lore and theology between the church of Cain that kind of lines up with some of the stuff that the shepherds of Royal Shaggy are doing. So there might be sects within the church of Cain that are just forming an alliance temporarily. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's spooky. No. So how much longer till we can expect a uh, Unitarian vampire churches? <laughs> yeah. So does that work? <laughs> will that will that yeah work? well there's general like nautism and yeah. different ways of reading uh the book of nod and interpreting things yeah. and do you believe in the greatness of the elder vampires whatever it may be you're welcome here yeah there might be some camaria courts that are doing that kind of shit now and it's just and there's going to be there's clashes people getting knifed in the parking lot yeah <sighs> so you get into these methuselah worshiping cults within camaria courts and then you're going to have some of the slightly older more secular kindred that are like what the fuck all are nuts. Yeah. This is bananas. Yeah. So there is that. And because of the meta plot, we had to bring up the shepherds. So if you're interested in uh, any of this, there's not a lot of Urshagi specific lore sheets within V5, but there is the Fatima Alfakadi lore sheet in the Camarilla book. And there is the Gehenna cults lore sheet within Forbidden Religion. So if you want to have some insight into ways to understand and maybe counteract some of these Gehenna cults, that's a good place to pull notes from. So, final thoughts on vampire cults, I guess, for the moment. Guys, if anybody tells you they have all the answers and they're going to help you out, run. (laughs) That being said, I know a lot of answers, and I can help you out. Run. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's what we do on the show. We give answers, we help people out. Yeah, but we're not, like, taking people's life savings or, like, getting them so high on LSD that we can, like, take advantage of them and physical ways so here i shouldn't talk about tithing i mean uh patreon here at the blank bodies patreon we will not send you drugs it is not legal to do such a thing but we would like to take all of your life savings i'm kidding no no we specifically said we do not want that Just, yeah you know if you're able to help us with a couple of bucks cool if not we're gonna keep trucking yep blood um anyway you doing your little smell insults if you do have an exorbitant amount of free money that you're not doing anything with you can totally Donate it to us. Yeah. As long as it's comfortable for you to give. Yeah. So there's a lot of really cool lore and plot hooks and conspiracies and things within the books. And there's a lot of extra rituals and discipline abilities and coterie types and all sorts of shit within these that I feel like people don't look at. And then they bitch that there's not shit in V5. And I'm, and I'm just like, no, there is. I promise you guys. There's a lot. Yeah. It, this, <laughs> this book was really fucking dense. I initially was putting the script together. I was like, oh yeah, I should be able to do this in one. And then mm-hmm. like 10 pages later. And I was just like, book. No. Yeah, I we, love that you guys did the planning. And you're like, all right, I got this done. And then it's like the next night, five hours later. when you're like, I'm going to finish the script. I'm like, are you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and we barely got this down to two. But uh, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of this can work for any level of coterie that you're running from, whether it be like all newbies and thin bloods who are just like, oh, wow, these guys seem to know what's going on. And then the story slightly starts to become an, oh, 
uh-oh. Or even if you're playing, like, super high-level vampires, and then they're like, oh, you guys think you're the shit? Let's go see what's going on in the Middle East. There's a three-eyed witch that wants to speak with you. <laughs> yeah, you're I am like, less She afraid. said your name specifically. It was weird. I, I am less afraid of the, the, the three-eyed witch and the fucking blur reverse flash Bana Hakim. Yeah, or, you know, like, you go to this guy's house, and he seems like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he moved here from Spain. He seems really chill, and he's got this, like, pond in the back, and you go t- to go talk to him in the back garden, and then this, like, d- vaguely shaped humanoid black figure just rises out of the pond, <laughs> and it's like, so I huh. see you're suffering. Uh-huh. And you're just like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I see you're sad. Don't you ever want to go ape shit? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just Church of Cain just being metal as fuck. Right. Over <laughs> like, here having straight up masses. <laughs> literally having masses where they're having people do fire walking and all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. And they're just like, what the fuck? I'm starting to think, like, literally the only one that I'm like, okay, maybe they're doing a little good is Mithras. I'm like... And that's a problem. Well, I know, because they're still bad people, but I'm like... At least they're kind of like, what if we like, what if we like posted everybody up and just said everybody was a good noodle? I'm like, well, there's also a lot of, you know, not justified hierarchy stuff and potential abuses of power and Mm -hmm. monetary and sexual exploitation within the cult of Mithras that I did not get into. I mean, if you want any of these cults done deep dives, hit us up on Twitter or email or the Discord. Speaking of which, uh, first off, thanks Paralyzed for the awesome uh, theme song that Hell you hear yeah. every we'll damn week. On the band camp. Yeah, we're on Twitter at blank underscore bodies. Instagram at blank bodies pod. We just recently started our YouTube channel up. I just did a uh, video promo release for these episodes. Um, so there should be one for the last two up by now. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're enjoying that kind of stuff, let me know. We also have a Discord and a Patreon. Yes, the Discord is free. But if you join the Patreon, you get some extra steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Patreon, we have a couple of lower tiers that give you like little bonus titles in the Discord. We also do a fan movie night thing once a month. We have special like Discord chat talk to us about uh, creation of the pod and or input output things. Uh, I also do character illustration, so if you get to a certain tier, I do that for you. And if you keep that for a year, I will do a bigger one. Yep. With colors and shit. Oh my god! And we have a secret mystery tier one, which please do not subscribe to unless you have the spare money. (laughs) It was definitely a fuck you, this will be funny, and now I've like started to put together a goodie bag, and now I feel bad. We don't want anyone accidentally subscribing to that. If you have fend on fuck you money, yeah, feel screw free it. Yeah, to give us haha dollars. But if not, that is okay. We're happy to get like five bucks. I mean, and speaking on that, um, no matter how much you do give to our Patreon, or, um, or well, no, how much you do give to our Patreon, um, we open up polls. Um, that is one of the big things that all of our Patreons get to actually have a say in what we do. Um, we open up polls on clans. We open up polls on um, the movies we're going to watch mm-hmm. together as a group. Um, so 
just another cool little thing you can do. You can actually be kind of help us be content creators. Yeah, you make choices for you us. You make choices Thanks, for guys. us because we are fucking stupid. Because <laughs> yeah. we definitely, uh, yeah, our last uh, movie poll came out and uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. So good. Oh, uh, yeah. One of these days, I'm going to get you guys to watch Bliss. And soon. It will become your favorite movie. We'll just put yeah. it on the poll until someone votes for it. I mean, I was going to, Yeah, actually. just keep doing it. So uh, if you're listening to this and you don't want to see Bliss showing up on the poll over and over, just vote for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and soon, we're going to get back into clan blood sports. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. So that might be coming up next, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless I decide to take a dirt nap in the woods. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what she do. But yeah, thanks for listening. I don't really have any more notes, so I'm just kind of... Yeah. Just cult of spooky. Please be safe. Make your choices. Goodbye. 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 Not her. Goodbye, bye. Yes. Goodbye. Moist. Oh, my God.